Today, we're kicking off our second series of Warrior Wednesday. Today, I have poet and songwriter, I am Synovia. She's not just sharing her own personal story. She's going to share one of her most amazing poems with you. So you don't want to miss this episode. But before we get started, please leave a good review for this podcast because it helps with the algorithms and it will improve the likelihood of people hearing this episode so that Synovia and my message can be heard. And together, we can transform more lives. You're listening to The Cosmic Valkyrie. I'm your host, Lynn Louise. My Dharma is to help you through rapid recovery from past trauma. My rapid recovery method will call your voice back home so you can reconnect with your inner wisdom and trust, moving you from observer to creator and manifesting the life that you've always desired. I combined ancient healing and wisdom with subconscious reprogramming to help you ascend and align with your higher purpose. You will integrate with your cosmic consciousness to create the expansion and success you came to Earth to experience. I'm honored you're here. Before we get started, let me state my standard disclaimer that all the answers on this podcast and in general are for informational and educational purposes only and in no way a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice. Welcome to another Warrior Wednesday. Today I have an amazing, beautiful woman I found on Instagram that has inspired me so much. Synovia is a powerful leader and she has this amazing energy that's both high and smooth at the same time, which I totally resonate with. So Synovia. Tell us a little bit about what you do, who you serve, and how you show up in the world. Yes. Well, hello, Lynn. Thank you so much for having me. I know we've had so many like hit and misses because I'm really horrible with Instagram messages. So here we are. I'm super excited that we're here. Um, And I've never heard high and smooth. So I love to know that I have a smooth energy as well because I've never (laughs) heard that before. So beautiful. Um, I think I hear things all the time. The first thing I hear from people is always, I love your energy. So I'm, I'm so used to that compliment at this point because I, and I'm starting to believe it's a real thing, clearly. My name is Synovia. I go by I am Synovia. I do a lot of things in the creative arts, creative and performing arts. I am a movement and music artist. I am defining myself and trying to set the parameters and the boundaries for Synovia to be a movement and music artist. So most of the people that I serve, um, I've done stuff with just like general people who just join my movement therapy sessions that I host on Zoom every week. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I'm open. It's really whoever is in a journey, which I think that's most of every person in life. We're all in these journeys where we're trying to learn to move through situations. So I feel like that's probably my biggest population. And then I do have a stronger population as well, of course, being a black woman, um, that I do have that that draw to like other black people, black bodies, black and brown bodies, and then also celebrating black joy. Um, so mm. that often comes a lot through my music, through my movement as well. I love it. And I'm sure you have a personal story that we'll dive into because you have a very strong movement going on and I'm witnessing it 
And I love the demographic that you share, Black woman movement and mm-hmm. empowering them is super close to my heart. Even mm-hmm. Indigenous women, I think yeah. that we need so much support there. And being a white woman, I stand beside any woman to help them achieve that. I want to hear a little bit about your personal journey, because before when we were having the little pre-chat, you were talking about how you have moved into this concept and a knowing that you have everything you need. There had to have been a time when you didn't feel like you had everything you needed. What did that look like for you? So growing up as a kid, I feel like I was always super, super just confident. Uh, Well, that's not true. If I want to go all the way back, at first I was pretty quiet, pretty recluse, pretty, you know, I stayed in my room a lot and I don't want to go into all of that trauma story, but there's a lot as to why I think I was in that space and I think I was harboring a lot of trauma and keeping it within me. But then eventually I started to make a transition and that came through the arts, that came through me like writing songs and writing poetry. And I actually started more with poetry than I started with music because I am a poet as well. So I, I started doing that and then in those spaces, I started to find a lot of freedom. And I think it was when I got to probably college that I started to see myself in more of a, an empowered position, like taking leadership, more leadership roles. And um, I was like the president of the gospel choir for like three years and part of a sorority, um, Sigma Gamma Rho sorority. And I moved to Philadelphia in 2014. I'm from Indiana, moved to Philadelphia in 2014 because I wanted that change. I was like, I have to get out of Indiana. I feel like I'm missing something. I want more creativity. I want more arts. I want more, honestly, I want more black people. Like I, I just want to, I want to experience these things. And it came to Philly, got all the cultural experiences I needed, got all these things. Mm. And then I ended up enrolling in my master's program at Eastern University. And I studied urban studies with a concentration in community arts. So we had an opportunity my junior or senior year to actually travel to Kenya. So I've, I traveled to Nairobi, Kenya. And when I was there, I remember packing this huge purple bag, like, oh my gosh, it was the biggest bag ever, right? For me to go and stay in the slums, by the way. So huge purple bag, it's new, somebody bought, like a grandpa or somebody bought it for me. I can't remember who bought it, but bought it for me. I'm like, great, this is, they're like, you're gonna need everything, you gotta take everything. So I pack my bag, I'm, you know, I'm all dressed up and I get there and I have the largest bag, I feel like, out of like everyone. And I realized that as I was going through that experience, one thing that really triggered me, there's two. One, there was a Kenyan, he took my bag, it was dark too, so they don't have like lights. So they had to, we had to walk through this like winding road area and it was all dirt. Um, and in the middle was where their, um, their like plumbing system and all that like was. And, and then actually people probably would use the bathroom and things like just, just right there if they needed to. Um, so we were walking and then I realized we have to go up three flights of stairs and he has to carry my like probably 50 pound bag up the stairs and I feel so horrible. And I'm like, why did I have to bring all of these things with me when in reality, just me showing up in Kenya, probably having a few outfits and going there to teach like I was supposed to be doing should have been enough. But I felt like I had to still bring all these things with me. So I've kind of been on this journey of one, remembering to pack light, because that's my my other business name is Pack Light. And then also, and within that saying is, yo, Synovia, you actually already have everything you need, which is why you're allowed to pack light. Mm, so that's kind of how it. I got to this space, yeah. I used to travel India as a younger woman and my first trip, I did the same thing. And I brought too many clothes. The next trip I 
backpacked like one backpack that I could carry easily on my back um, because that's all the resources I needed. But when you are looking at all those resources that you have at university and how little of them as a student we took advantage of, mm-hmm. how much in life we take advantage of, when you begin to understand and have gratitude for the things that you do have in your life, you need less things. So you must be leading a movement to help people fall in love with themselves. Yes, yes. yes. Tell us a little bit about that. And, um, so everything that I do is definitely centered in, like I mentioned a second ago, packing light, but then also just remembering you have everything you need. And and for me, that's I always said that's co-signed by God, right? So whatever higher power you believe in, whatever God you believe in, I feel like God has already placed so many things like inside of you, right? That you're supposed to be able to pull out and operate. So in the Christian faith, right? We believe that, um, that you're supposed to create heaven on earth. So like, if you go to the, the Lord's prayer, it literally says like, you know, um, basically bring heaven to earth. That's what I want you to do. That's what he's calling us to do. I think a lot of times what we do is we wait on God. And I wrote a poem a couple of years ago. It says, stop waiting on God. He's not coming. And it could sound a little like, offensive to people but i'm like stop waiting on god god's not coming right because god is always waiting on you to operate out of hey i left these things for you hey i like when you were born and when you were formed in your mother's womb like when you were i already like was like yo here's your life and here's your things and if you look around and i love how you just mentioned again the resources if you look around right next to you you'll see that like you're about to have all these resources around you that you're probably not going to to tag on to or, or, or hold on to. So I just wanted to say that really quick. But I, I am leading people in a space of packing light. I'm leading people in a space of being reminded that if you look deeply inside of yourself, which is so hard, I think it's so hard for us to trust ourselves. I think it's so hard for us to believe that we're good enough. And so my constant messaging is literally those two things. Pack light, you have everything you need. Pack light, you have everything you need. Pack light, you have everything you need. And I think I should say that even one more time. Pack light, you have everything you need because it's such a hard reality to be able to face. So I do that through my music. One of my favorite songs, first track on my EP, and it's called Wake Up. And I just say, um, wake up, wake up, hurry up, girl. You know, you don't need all that makeup. Time's running short. How many minutes you gonna take up? Is this a fake up? eat up your excuse today you got to be creative and like there's there's these lyrics where I'm like Mm. most of the time I'm talking to myself but I always know that in me talking to myself it's going to resonate with with a lot of people so some people are always like that's my favorite song it's just it gets me up it gets me going in the morning It, it it energizes me because it's a true story of me saying Hey, and I think one line that I really love is sign contracts. You're signing contracts because you're too afraid to go and grow, meaning signing contracts in spaces, whether it be a job or um, something that you know you don't really want to do, but because you don't feel like you're worthy enough, you don't feel like you have enough, you're like, oh, I'm going to stay at this job or I'm going to stay at this thing or I'm going to sign this contract that I really don't want to sign because it's safety here. But really the big thing is like going off on that ledge and being like, you know what? Like I jumped from a plane for my 29th birthday this year, last year. Like that was my sign of like, if I can jump from a plane willingly, I can literally do anything. I have the video proof and everything. Like I jumped from a plane. I just, I encourage people through music. I encourage people through movement therapy when they join me. Some people are uncomfortable with moving and I'm like, 
it's not about dancing. It's not about being in rhythm. It's about you getting more in tune with your body, with yourself, with how you actually feel. And then also just learning to move through whatever situation you're in, because in reality, you do still have everything that you need to even make it through that current situation. There's so many gems within that little riff Sorry, that I you just really had fast. right there. I know. I talk really fast and I say a lot. <laughs> yeah, but it's awesome. I do too, very often. So it's hard for me to sit over here and be quiet. <laughs> so cut but, me off. Like, cut me off. You can do But when we look back, women have been taught that we have no value. Mm -hmm. And so from a very early age, we have this identity and these beliefs that we are never enough, that we will never be enough, and that everything we do should be to impress other people out of that fear of judgment. Like, I need to show that I'm enough. And then you have this dichotomy of women like us these strong, independent, free-thinking women that still have these internal struggles and stress that are showing up in ways that we never imagined. And these insecurities, well, what if I don't go out with my makeup on? One thing that I've embraced over the course of the past decade is that I have started showing up in my pajamas, without makeup, whatever. I'm not a business coach. Everyone says, if you want to be a million dollar earner, you have to dress like one. And I tell women, that's bullshit. You dress the way that makes you comfortable. And my demographic wants real transparent women. I don't need a set of eyelashes to make me beautiful. I have nothing against women that want eyelashes. It's just the reason why you're doing it, you know, like really being your authentic self. Everyone needs that power and that um, those empowering words. We don't hear them enough. And we definitely don't hear them enough from other women. I would love to hear that poem. Talking about stop waiting on God. Yeah, stop waiting um, on God. Let me Be- pull it up. I don't remember it by heart, but I will pull that up for you. When did you write this poem? I believe this was this was definitely during my college time. So I was doing a project called The Theology of the City, and it was supposed to be less about, you know, just theology, but also like, where do you see God in the city? Where do you see the spaces where we maybe need more God when it comes when I was when, I, when I'm saying God, I'm talking about justice, the justice God. I'm talking about the there's people that need comfort. There's people who need there's poor, there's sick, there's this, that and the other. Um, there's housing and there's things that we just need to work on justice wise. So where do you see God in the city um, or maybe the lack thereof, if that makes sense? Yes. So I, I wrote that in response to basically saying, again, I feel like and I'm, I can say this about myself that I feel like a lot of times we're just the lazy people um, when it comes to doing the work. Right. So, so I feel like there's a lot of work that we're supposed to do with people within ourselves, uh, within greater communities wherever we feel called in a sense to serve. So for like, for you, you said there's that you're working with women and pulling them out of that trauma, not pulling them, but you know, working them through that trauma. Um, and maybe sometimes it is like snatching them out. Like, let's go, we're getting out of this. Uh, but if that's your calling and that's your space, then I feel like that's the place that, you know, God in a sense has called you to be and to work in and to, Very and, to much. and to, and to literally bring that light, like, throw that light in there and say, Hey, this is a really dark space for a lot of people, but how can I come into the space? So I just, I, so I imagine it this way, imagine a world where, uh, every single person, I, and I always think of things in sci-fi sometimes, cause I really like sci-fi. So I think eventually I want to write like a sci-fi novel. Um, but imagine a world where every single person operates just, I mean, we can say this is now, but every single person just operates 
selfishly and they never tap into the gift that they have. They never tap into the light that they have. They never tap into. So imagine if you were not, you know, the cosmic Valkyrie, like this, this is not what you're doing. Right. And I'm not Synovia, the movement therapy person, the singer, some of my friends are not what they're doing and everybody just stays at home and just does their thing. How many people suffer because you don't do the work? How many people suffer? So when I wrote this poem, it was more uh, a sense of stop waiting on God. Like what are you, uh, the more you sit around and wait, the more you realize that like God's not coming and there's not, it's not a thing of God's not coming because he doesn't want to, or the, the spirit doesn't want to come help. God is like, I don't know how many times I have to tell you that I've already given you what you need to be able to change like your, your community of people, you already got it, you know, like, yeah, you know, what you're and, supposed to do. yeah. And God gave everyone free will, right? Yes. So we're supposed yes. to use it, use it. It's, it's literally your fault. If, if, if the world doesn't change, I know it sounds so harsh, I feel like, but if the world doesn't change, it's because of you. It's because yes. you didn't do what you were supposed to do. It's because you were too afraid. It's because you decided not to do the thing that you felt so deeply to do. Like you just we decided all, not to do it. Yeah, we're all here for a reason. We all have a purpose. We all came to help each other heal, grow, and evolve. Yeah. And our society has taught us how to be impatient. Yes. And we want, I call it the Amazon prime effect, where if I don't have transformation by 3 PM, then I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to quit. I'm just, <laughs> and that's just, so, but it's, it's not, it's some of us. I mean, I feel like it's not our fault, you know, in a sense, it's kind of, it's, we grew it's, up in this time and yeah, we were taught it. Mm -hmm. It is something that people are taught. And that's definitely something that I go into in my master class is that transformation can happen in a flash, but it can also take some time. So you have to learn patience. Okay, so this is called Stop Waiting on God. It looks like my last edit was on October 20th, 2018. So here we go. God, you watch in the heavens and do as you please. While a generation groans, we grieve. God, not to us, not to me, but to we, you still receive glory. You don't make slaves, you make sons. You make light and energy and what force can be hidden if set upon a hill. Stop waiting on God. He's not coming. Stop waiting on God. He's not coming. So it may be valid that the nations ask, where is their God? My God is in the heavens. He does as he pleases, but we seek heaven, God. Where's heaven, God? It roams around hiding light into Sundays in a world stock full of personal sun rays that extend to Mama Shirley sitting on the front row decorated in purity. I do apologize. I shouted one too many times without you. Jericho walked around your situation while you waited in torment, not understanding my radical identity. I never learned to share. Many of us learned to clap, to dress, to sing, but justice, it was wrapped up in just us. You're going to have to let your own freedom ring because I'm free. I'm already free. I mean, have you tried Jesus? Oh, he's done great things for me. See, when I think of the goodness and all of the things he's done for me, my soul cries. I said my soul cries. I thank God for saving me. Me. But when you don't feel safe, safe phrases don't mean a thing. You got to pray and fast. He'll speak to you. The church told you that freedom was bought 
at a price for you, but forgot to remember that we are simply vessels of the revealer of all good things. Yes, I am bringing Jesus into this, your God into this. What happened to freedom songs? Revolutions led by thoughts of hope and what is hope that is seen? So you ask again, where is my God? He sits in heaven. He sits in heaven and does as he pleases because for centuries, like disobedient Israelites, we've wandered. We've asked you to wander with, with no solutions. We didn't ask you. And while the church has tireless, tirelessly waited for God to reveal, we forgot to relate. Like, hey, I'm this crazy girl who believes a man came, died, and was resurrected, walked on water, turned water into wine, came in on a donkey, homie was humble. Oh, and he's the same God that created earth, made man and woman in his image. But yo, made you out of dirt, put Jonah in the belly of a well for three days, had Paul and Silas breaking prisoners free through praise. You want to know him? But we forgot to say, and what we forgot to say is that he came for more than to save. He came to relate came to give you identity, didn't come to be bound by society's white view of him. He was everyone, Jew, Gentile, Greek, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Jamaican, Haitian, Kenyan, Nigerian. He came for you. We tried gospeling you into a gospel we hadn't yet tried. And for that, I'm sorry. So why does the cage bird sing or the black bird? Why you want to fly? Why is creation groaning? They're waiting on us, on you. You're waiting on me the reflection of God, the king and queen, the son or daughter to show, to be the spirit inside of me. And that is it. One of the things I really want to do is I really want to get back to writing more poetry. I have, uh, I think it's a really like journaling overall, even if you're not a poet, right? I think uh, people should start getting back into spaces where they just journal or they just start writing how they feel. Like write, write it out. Whatever it is, it looks, whatever it looks like for you, write it out. So I know that you are really popular on Instagram. What is your handle so people can locate you? Mm -hmm. So my handle and everything is consistent. It's I am Sanovia, S-A-N-O-V-I-A. And that's the same for my website, IamSanovia.com. Same for Twitter, I am Sanovia. Same for TikTok that I barely use, but I am Sanovia. <laughs> everything is I am Sanovia. <laughs> and if people want to come to one of your live events, what city are you located in again? Yeah, so I'm in the Philadelphia, PA area. Mm, I love that city. It was yeah. so amazing having you on. I am excited to share you with my audience. Thank you. Yeah, you have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. If you love helping others, then please share this via social media with your friends and family. If you found value in it, they will too. Also, if you have questions, I'm here for you. You can email questions to thecosmicvalkyrie at gmail.com. I may even use one of your questions for future podcast episodes. And finally, I do have a personal request. I believe that we're all here to help each other heal, grow, and evolve. So if you would please leave a nice review on iTunes, I would be forever grateful and together we could transform more lives.